everybody. This is Jarrell and Rich with the Mental Matters Podcast. Hey, Jarrell. How you doing? I'm good, bro. How you doing? I'm good. I just want to welcome everybody back to episode 13 now. Lucky number 13, bro. We got to do something special. Like what? Like switch up everything. Okay. I think that's exactly (laughs) what we're about to do. (laughs) That's what we're doing. So, yeah, it's just going to happen and you just got to deal with it. Right. So, first and foremost... I want to hop right in, but before we do, how was your week, man? My week has been good. Uh, I mean, it's more household chores. That's, oh. that's my thing, you know. Don't you love chores? Yeah, I mean. Don't you love honeydew? <laughs> you know what honeydew is, right? Yeah, she basically puts the list together and it's like, can you do all of this stuff? In honey, you do this. <laughs> honey, you do that. Yeah. Or my favorite is honey, can you? Yeah. Or will you? Mm-hmm. And these are all the same thing. These are synonymous. And you can't say no. Yeah, it's like the episode of Bob's Burgers <laughs> mm-hmm. when it was uh, her the mom's birthday. Okay. And she was like, for my birthday, I have to say yes to everything that I say. Okay. And that's it. Now I'm second guessing it. Was it her birthday? Was it Mother's Day? I don't remember. Probably both, knowing how. Long story short, <laughs> it's like that every single day when you're married. <laughs> So for those that want to get married out there, just understand that you've agreed to set the yes yep. to everything she asks you. Yep. Occasional no, but majority yes. Yeah. So deal with it. Occasional no, keep it exciting. Keep know. it exciting. Yeah. That's a gem. Y'all wrote that down, right? <laughs> it's not that you actually say no, it's that you say no, and then you come back with uh, a plan B, if you will. You're like, I can't do that right now, but what I can do... <laughs> My favorite is do it later. If you do it later, it won't get done, right? You gave away the secret. Oh, you are man. a bad person. <laughs> we're, we're edit that out. <laughs> Too late, man. <laughs> anyway, my bad. Complete sidebar. I forgot that the microphone was here. Uh, yeah, and we hit record already. Yeah. God dang it. All right, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, um, so this week we want to. Um, highlight a lot of the responses we got from the What's On Your Mind weeklies on Wednesdays, as well as get into our weekly topics. So I'm excited about this one because I feel like it's very relevant in today's society, especially in line with everything that we do, um, as far as just us being friends, as well as our podcast platform. Plus, the other thing that was interesting was, all right, sidebar, have you went back and listened to like any one of our episodes after we record them. Yeah, I think I left off probably like episode eight. Episode eight? Yeah. Fair. I went back to one another day. Okay. All the way to one. Okay. And it's just kind of interesting to see how we've kind of, I guess, evolved a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you actually, like, you speak up in real life now, and I'm like, yes, speak up. <laughs> and then I actually took my lesson of enunciating my words and stopped. Okay. So... <laughs> You know, also trying not to uh, chew on Doritos while I speak okay. because I'm greedy <laughs> like that. So, I mean, that, and then being just cognizant of different stuff like uh, mm-hmm. what's our favorite EP stuff? Uh, the keys, okay. the music in the yeah. background, yeah. Yeah. that chair squeak. Yeah. Y'all probably didn't notice that so now, but it's all good. <laughs> I'm being transparent as possible. But um, I just think it's kind of cool to kind of talk about the things we said we talk about and what we actually covered thus far and the room for improvement. So 
Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. So, with all that being said, let's jump right into it. So, first is the What's On Your Mind Weekly. So, last week, we kind of started a discussion about more so toxic relationships and how they, how do I say, I guess affect your everyday life. The actual question was, and I'm going to try to find it. (laughs) I am going to find it. I swear I'm going to find it because it is right here. Boom. See, told you I find it. I'm smart. Mm -hmm. So basically the basis was people say that people say just change your habits and walk away from toxic relationships. This narrative dismisses the ties and strongholds that situations may have on our lives. So please share with the community something that you've had to overcome that tested your will and discipline. So I thought that was interesting on so many notes as well as all the great com like like commentary that we received. So I'm just gonna dive into like a couple of my favorites and we can really kick off this episode by going straight into it. So So first this is from Madam E P herself. Uh, on Instagram at Kayla Triza, also known as the Melanated Budget. Shout out to the plug. <laughs> so I realized that I that threatening someone with a bottle one minute and going back to that person the next was not love. It took time to realize that the relationship was detrimental to both of us and something that should not be sustained. It took will to simply walk away. So have you ever been in a situation like that? Just walk away from a toxic relationship. Like, just it just isn't good for you. I haven't. I haven't been in a situation that has forced me to walk away from someone. Mm. Well, I mean, like, it, like I won't count things that happened in middle school. Like, middle school, we still like what, twelve or thirteen, and you know, it was like you used to fight and get right back to it. Like, all right, we yeah, friends again because yeah. we fought and I won. Right. No, I won. Right. All right, take another day. Yeah. So I would say that's probably the last time I actually like. It's like, okay, we're not cool. Like, we don't have to be friends no more. Like, the person was like a snitch or whatever. Mm. And, like, you know. They snitched on you. What'd you do, Jarrell? I didn't do anything. I just you sure? I, I guess that would be my example where I, like, I just left them alone. Like, mm. we used to be cool. We used to play PlayStation 2 and all of that. And, that and you like, beat them. In what game? I was just going to say, I beat them up. Like, <laughs> Hit it with a controller. Bah! That was what? Smackdown, here comes the pain. Oh, the boy. Oh, boy. Lesnar on the cover. So I guess that would be the one that I guess I would uh, highlight as a toxic person I walked away from. But it was just on some, some other. It was just certain things you didn't do in middle school. Like you don't tell on people. You don't, you know, you don't you don't rat on your friends or whatever. And you weren't even doing anything crazy. It's just like why are you opening them? I'm putting people in trouble. Yeah. That type of thing. And I think just to kind of step into that whole relationship piece. I mean, it's one thing to snitch on your friends, mm-hmm. but the other thing is to hold them accountable instead. And some people think that holding them accountable and snitching are the same thing, which yeah. they're not. Yeah. I mean, unless they broke the law, then I mean, for me, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a guilty by association. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, I mean, the key thing is, you know, to just really hold your friend or person you're in that certain relationship with accountable for all those different things. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've definitely been in a toxic relationship before. Um, some of it is actually with family mm-hmm. and 
I guess I'll kind of get a little bit into it. So I won't, for the sake of this, you just know their family. I won't get into too many more specifics than that. Um, But basically, it was a situation where I had to do what was best for my life at the time. And at the time, for me, it was going through college. And I realized that that relationship would kind of, that relationship ultimately would kind of, like, just stall me from my ultimate goal of getting my degree. So if it would be, like, get-togethers or going out or um, just stuff that really didn't fall in line with my boundaries and what I had going on with my priorities at the time. So, in a sense, I really did have to put up that wall. Like, yo, this just ain't happening. I have to protect my peace of mind. I have to be in my comfort zone. And if I take away five hours from my day-to-day, I'm probably going to fail this exam. So that's not the point where it was toxic. It got to the point of being toxic because, you know, you had, well, skip all that. We friends and this and the third. You shouldn't let stuff like this come between us. And it was like, this is my livelihood, bro. Like, what do you even mean? You ain't real and you ain't family and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, well, clearly you don't know what this this entails. So we just going to sever this tie and call it a wrap. So I guess for the sake of going even further into this type of discussion, kind of got to break down what that toxic behavior is as far as definition-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I am going to, some of you all are brainiacs and probably already know in real life what toxic, toxicity is, but got tongue twisted over there, but ultimately it is harmful effects, in this case, harmful effects in the organism through a single or short term exposure, subchronic toxicity, toxicity is the ability of a toxic substance to cause effects for more than one year, but less than the lifetime of the exposed organism. Now, that's in terms of medicine. But if you think about it in terms of relationship, it's really the same thing. So basically, that interaction with that person at this point is no longer good for you. And you either A, stick around and let it harm you, or you break yourself away from it, which can be very difficult, especially based on your relationship with that person. So... As we go through the rest of this episode, when we speak of toxic behavior, toxic relationships, um, toxic, toxic, anything toxic, basically, we're speaking in terms of things that are just bad for you as a person. And whether that be behaviors, person, places, or things, nouns, if you will, <laughs> or just anything um, dealing with yourself and your self-care that affects your everyday life. So... That being said, enough of my tongue twisters. <laughs> um, well, I want to get into the next one from last Wednesday. So, one of my favorite people, Blair on Deck on Instagram, says, Having to walk away from an old relationship did it for me. I realized that since I had been in it for so long, it was comfortable, but not healthy for either of us. I have to admit that I was nervous because that was all I knew for a long time. But once I got the courage to leave, I felt way better. So what are your thoughts on that one? 
if I put myself in that position, I don't know if I would be uh, strong enough to walk away from a relationship that I put so much time and effort in. Yeah. I'm the type of person that's like, I invested all of this time and effort. There has to be something that I can like salvage of it and bring it back to what it once was. Um, and like a part of that for me is that like I'm a person who, like my family is very traditional. So mm-hmm. it's like, whoever you bring home is the person you better stay with. Like that type of thing. You know? It's like, you know, there's, there's like, in my family there's, unspoken rule if you will of you know this is how you're supposed to live your life like it's kind of like that like go to school get good grades go to college you know find a person you'll spend the rest of your life with not like it was never like a part of me was never um told that it was okay to like play the field it was never okay for me to just like have three or four or five different girlfriends at one time like i wasn't raised like thinking that that was okay Mm -hmm. so for me to like invest so much time into someone and then say you know what I'm gonna leave this alone. Just go like find some something else down the road. Like it would be like a lot of shame that would come to me with that. So I don't know if I'll be as strong as Blair on deck was to mm. be able to leave something that I started because I would just be. I feel like a part of me is is like letting down the tradition of my family, the expectations that they have for me. So that's mm. that's tough. I think that your example is, and I'm not to say that anyone's perfect. I think your example really has to do a lot with having that quote-unquote ideal situation. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, to each his own, to each his own I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. I know that there are some people, and I can even speak from experience on that, is sometimes those relationships aren't as easy to, you know, mend or try to get to that point. Because, again, this can be someone as close as like your mother or father mm-hmm. now for those people that aren't real they probably have never experienced anything with family and <laughs> you know would never even admit to it but let's keep it 100 here that's that's what we're here to do sometimes that exists within your own family within your own flesh and blood immediate family mothers fathers sisters brothers whoever mm-hmm. and sometimes that stuff is hard to kick like, how do you distance yourself, even for a period of time, from somebody you basically grew up in the same crib with? Yeah. And that's like baby crib, not just a house. Yeah. Like, that can be hard to separate. Mm-hmm. So sometimes our relationships or those ties are very close, and it is very difficult to be able to distance yourself from that. And so... I mean, kudos to anybody that does. I mean, I've had to do it, and I literally, like, I literally had a breakdown dealing with that. And not to say that I didn't come back from it in any type of form or fashion, Mm -hmm. but, you know, to anybody that knows me knows that that was a very difficult time in my life, and it was like, all right, how do you get over something like this? Like, you can't just be like, "Uh, today I'm just going to be like, Oh, this wound on my arm is is bleeding profusely. <laughs> but I'm going to put a band-aid over it and say it's all good. Like, no, it actually sucks. Uh-huh. This thing hurts. Yeah. I can't put a band-aid over this relationship and say, oh, it's all good. Yeah. My favorite example is this, and you probably heard it. So you got a plate. Yep. You take it, you throw it on the ground and smash it, uh-huh. and then you say sorry. 
Did that fix the plate? No. Exactly. <laughs> toxic behavior and toxic relationships is the exact same mindset of that. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to be cognizant of what those relationships are in our lives. And, you know, from there, you know, do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one of my favorite college advisors, um, Keith, he gave me, it was one summer I was going through it all, like, if you knew me back then, you'd be like, Rich, how in the hell did you do this? <laughs> but I remember the sermon ultimately had this guy talking about, you know, it was basically self-care. Mm-hmm. It was more along the lines of, this is me, this is my boundary. I have my shield and I have my sword. And I'm only going to allow you to get so close. But sometimes you got to cut some people off because it's some stuff you just ain't going to deal with. And sometimes it's all good to be all Christian-like. But sometimes you got to pull out your sword and cut some folk. Mm-hmm. And cut them away from your lives. And I was just like, dang. Unfortunately, that makes so much <laughs> relevant sense. Like, you literally have to do whatever it takes to protect yourself. And this could be, like, a relationship with a significant other. It can be, like, again, a family member. But... Is that relationship worth your peace of mind, your sanity? And then from there, you have to make that judgment call. And so, again, this is not the easiest thing. So for you guys that think, oh, they're just, you know, these perfect individuals that think this is easy. No, it, from experience, this literally sucks. Mm -hmm. But, again, you have to know that you are worth that. It's not just, you know, that social status, that for the sake of having or being in a relationship like you can legit be single and live your best life mm-hmm. and not have the social status of being with somebody if it's for your best benefit right. so it's a little off topic but it's still on topic we can go to the next post um and this is perfect so francine juliet on instagram posted i had to realize that family is nothing but a dna connection I have a lot of trauma when it comes to my family, and I've had to distance myself from them. It still sucks to be to think that this year I won't be around for any holidays, but it's worth not leaving their houses feeling like crap or mentally drained. So, to be completely honest, that, like, got all up in my black-ass business. <laughs> like, and thank you guys always for these comments. I promise to read more as we go along here today, but it's just that a lot of these really have to do with everything we want to talk about today. So, again, so, and I think we kind of talked about this before. We ever, like, went to a family cookout or something? Yep. And it took you so much not to engage in certain conversations. Mm-hmm. Because you either felt, one, it was going to dumb you down, or two, that it's going to really drain your brain. Right. Like, I even had an instant, like, and it's not to say that this type of discussion is, you know, or that person bothers you, but there's sometimes where you just, your brain, cause, <laughs> your brain's basically a capacitor. Mm-hmm. It, it has a certain uh, capability to be able to hold enough stuff. It's like a sponge, if you will. That's the best way to explain a capacitor is a sponge. It only can take so much water <laughs> or so much stuff that at a certain point, it starts to leak out. <laughs> it just spills all over the place. And it's like, okay, I cannot, right. literally cannot <laughs> hold any more information. Uh-huh. 
I need you to stop feeding me this garbage. Okay. And then some people don't. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I'm drained. I need to go home, back to my corner. I think they see it as like, this is the one out of like six times this year I'm going to see you. So. Right. So I got to get it all out right now. And my cousin, I love you. My sister, I love you. My brother, I love you. Auntie, uncle, I love you. Mom, dad, I love you. However, I can't take all this right now. So, I bid you adieu. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Going back to my dogs and we chilling in the corner. Like, that's what's yeah. happening today. Yep. And, you know, some of it can be just normal everyday stuff. Some of it can be the traumas from your past. It can be that childhood relationship. It can be that failed marriage. It could be the drinking at the family cookout, the smoking at the family cookout. It can be any of those triggers Mm -hmm. that really does it for you. And it's like, I guess from my standpoint, just going through that type of situation, I just want to be able to empower anybody to, hey, if you are, like, around that type of environment, just step away and go the other way. Perfectly fine. I don't care if that's your mama. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got to do to protect yourself because... We talk about building relationships with people and getting married and having significant others. How can you be your best self if that toxic situation is draining you? Right. You can't. Like you're gonna be an empty shell basically, walking around just oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I really love all these comments and there's a lot more. But for the sake of everything <laughs> mental matters related, um, I think this is a good segue to get into our weekly mental matter. And ultimately, that is toxic relationships and toxic masculinity. Yep. So, my brother, my brother. What's going on? Man, look here, dude. <laughs> the society we live in yeah. with the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. with Mr. Cosby himself, mm-hmm. The suspicions of Morgan Freeman and all this other stuff out here today, these days. There's a lot of different toxic behaviors mm-hmm. that are not being tolerated anymore. Right. These things were like accepted because of status, because of money, and like fame, and all these other broken promises and all this crap. So, random story. I was randomly listening to. The Rat Radar Podcast. You ever listen to that? I have. Okay. So I got a chance to listen to Cardi B's. Okay. This is like 2017. Okay. This is before like... Bodeg Yellow. Invasion. No, this is actually around the time Bodeg Yellow came out. Okay. But this is before Invasion of Privacy even hit the streets. Okay. And she was talking about, you know, she's a shapey woman, you know. Mm -hmm. Every guy that's looked at Cardi B knows she got stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And some people don't like her speech. I think she's dope, no matter what you said, because she got bars for days. Yeah. Got to give her kudos where kudos are due. She's her. And she's, that's, all that matters. that's it. Regular that goes smuggler, right? <laughs> but she was basically talking about the type of toxic behavior that guys will try to impose on her from people that were trying to, quote unquote, be her manager, mm-hmm. to say, you know, you got to show your body more, mm-hmm. and you got to do all this other stuff. And, you know, you got to have sex with me and you have to do all this stuff before you can even get famous because that's the only way you're going to be able to make it. Right. Now, this is from a former stripper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how we got on this topic of talking about strippers, but there's a point here. <laughs> um, basically, she was like, I don't got to do all that. Right. 
Like, I'm dope without you. Mm-hmm. And she finally found a manager that believed in her talents. And then y'all know what happened with Cardi B. I mean, <laughs> <All right. laughs> she got a husband. She got a baby. She got one of the, like, best albums of, like, the year. I mean, and with all, it's not just the streams. I listen to the actual lyrical content and the beats and everything. I'm just like, dang. Her first album, like her debut actual album, she figured that junk out. Yep. Shout out to her team, cause yeah, uh from I yeah. hate that show. Like <laughs> I whenever my wife would talk about that about love and hip hop and all this other stuff, I'll just be like, I don't care <laughs> about any of this. Yeah. But all that to say, she did it without facing well, she faced it. And I'm sure she, and she obviously had other circumstances, but through all that, her talents got her to where she is today. Mm-hmm. Lyrical talents is what I'm talking about, folks. Y'all deal with the other stuff on your own. <laughs> um, but it's just one of those prime examples of, you know, not, not letting toxic behavior really um, hinder your success and actually catapult you to where you're trying to go. So, I mean, I definitely give kudos to her, like, just for not letting a toxic relationship really hinder your success, but more so catapult you forward as inspiration. Yep. Um, and before we get into that even further, I found another definition. <laughs> so a toxic relationship is any relationship that is unfavorable to you or others. The foundation of any relationship, healthy or not, are most commonly established upon mutual admiration and respect, but can, in time, become remarkably unhealthy. This is based on psychologytoday.com. But I feel like like the first line you read, it said it's unfavorable to you and others. I feel like in toxic relationships, there's one person who's benefiting from it, right? Like, I mean, let's say, like, there's a relationship with, like, a guy and a girl, and he's, like, very controlling. Like, he, he basically, like, oh, let me see your phone, see who called you today. Like, he's keeping check on her. Um, like, you know, he's controlling all the finances. Basically, he has her, like, on lockdown. Like, he's benefiting from that because he's getting, like, all of the compliance from her. He's getting all of... He's still getting, like, the love. He's still getting her presence. He's still getting her vibes. But she's uh, a prisoner, if you will, because she's not able to live the way that she wants to live. So, I mean, like, that could be an example where someone is having, you know, a favorable outcome someone else is like having a very bad outcome but is that what relationship you want to thrive in your society no but i mean just as like the way described toxic relationships like i thought of it as um like someone's taking advantage of someone else's uh freedom if you will mm-hmm. that's the way i thought of it so it's a couple of things i think of and i'm not trying to be funny when i say this but mm-hmm. i mean it's the most the obvious example that we as african-americans can even think of my favorite example of a toxic relationship is slavery. Okay. White man thrived off of our downfalls, if you will, quote-unquote downfalls. Right. That means that relationship was great, right? Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. In my opinion, toxic relationships suck. And I guess because I've literally watched that happen to my parents, that type of environment, mm-hmm. like, I knew. I watched my dad for something from things he did well. And there's some things that I knew I'd never do. Mm-hmm. And being in a toxic relationship was one of them. In fact, I think I met a, a suitable spouse that in turn was like, hey, look, 
this is who I am, this is what I'm about, and I'd be damned if I let you bring me down. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, Michelle Obama has spoken. <laughs> Got it. Uh-huh. And we live in the world of Beyonce. Let's just be on it for saying real here. She is like women empowerment goals. So, you ain't just about to walk up and disrespect no woman. And then you got people like Drake making nice for what? So, I mean, let's just be real here. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting away with that these days. <laughs> 2018, sorry, bro. Right. You got to come correct mm-hmm. and have your own something. Right. Do something here. So, but then the other thing is, I do think that the definition really is spot on, especially for the fact that it says, that is any relationship that is unfavorable to you or others. And it can impact people around you. Exhibit A, you're sitting right across from one. And literally, like, there are some times where that stuff replays. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I've seen other people go through that type of stuff, too. Like, even in college, you know, these people that, oh, I met the one, Mm -hmm. and we about to have a baby, and the baby's going to change everything. And blah blah blah, and it was like, but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now you're in this hole, and you yeah. involved the child. Mm-hmm. Now this child affected by your guys's poor decisions. Yeah. Toxic behavior sucked, <laughs> yeah. and it's not to necessarily make it into a lightheaded discussion, but I mean, it really is because you have to be comfortable in knowing like what you're doing is an okay move. And by that okay move, I mean that you should be empowered to get out of a toxic situation. Mm-hmm. So, with that, I think we definitely know what is a toxic relationship. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, a toxic relationship is definitely what we outlined. What does a toxic person look like? <laughs> that's that's a question I thought of. Yeah. So, to me, I feel as though toxic people, they don't look toxic when you first see them. No. Like, they creep up on you. It's like they reveal, Yo, like, it's layers to, like... I randomly thought about this. <laughs> Remember that Marlon in stand-up? And he was like, you first met him, he was all nice. He wasn't crazy. Deranged. Deranged. <laughs> and, like... You know, uh-huh. I think it's exactly that. Like, yeah. he or she didn't show any signs of being, you know, this, oh my God, who the hell did I yeah. marry type thing, whatever. <laughs> right. But, you know, again, you put up your best friend when it's time to, you know, get the girl in this case or, you know, gain that friendship. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I, my favorite examples are those uh, middle school friendships. That you try to impress that person <laughs> yeah. and try to be exactly what they say a good friend is, mm-hmm. but you're actually nothing like that, mm-hmm. and you really hate that <laughs> alter ego you've become now. And so, I mean, another example of a toxic relationship, in my opinion, is uh, my favorite, and this is because I'm biased, but at one point in time, it was Jay-Z and Beyonce. Okay. I mean, if you guys have been under a rock, you have no idea. But, as they let the world know, there was some infidelity issues there. And it took him literally, took Sean Carter, literally going overseas, catching her while she's on tour, trying to beg for her forgiveness, not to break up this family. In his case, it worked. That don't work for everybody. (laughs) 
And, I mean, they definitely played it well, I think. I mean, 444, Lemonade, mm-hmm. uh, in a new album now. I mean, at the end of the day, I think they definitely played into it some. But everybody ain't Jay-Z and Beyonce. So you can't do that with everybody. (laughs) But, um, you know, it could be literally anybody. Like, you don't have to be. It's like I look at people that have, like, and not to say I look at you in some type of form or fashion, but people that have, like, diseases and things of that nature. Uh Unless it's deteriorating you, you don't necessarily see don't know what that person is mm-hmm. so now you're either prejudging or you're on talk to person now you right. don't know even until in, they start showing the behavior even in the bible it says like people come to you and appear as sheep but deep down they're raving and wolves man so i mean even in the bible <laughs> god, tells us god knew that he was like look here there's gonna be some snakes <laughs> in your life bro right. run <laughs> run jesus <laughs> <laughs> Run! <laughs> he couldn't even protect Jesus. <laughs> but, um... So, I mean, a toxic person can really be anybody. So, another thing is... I guess another good question would be... How does a toxic per- toxic person get what they want from you? I think... <clears throat> I've actually seen this recently, but... You like, know, uh, from hearing from other people's experience with toxic people, and I even just like seeing it like in my family, it's like they they give you an end or they give you a reason to like love them, I guess. And and from that point, they create like a weakness on your behalf towards them, so that you'll always feel like inclined to like give them what they want. Um, I mean, I've had friends who. Um, or like female who like dated like bad guys and things like that and it's like at first the guy wasn't the guy he is now right it's like initially he was the person who would you know pick them up you know take them to dinner things like that you know over like he wasn't crazy <laughs> to rage and then like over I guess like maybe like a month or two month period it grew into this person being the type of person who would ask for money, you know, if they can't get the money, they would just steal it. Like, those those type of behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the way they get what they want is that they appear to be the person that you need them to be in your life. And then from there, they say, okay, I got you hooked. Now, I'm about to show you who I really am. It's like a drug. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They do the Harvey Dent, the two-faced thing. You, see you can count on me. <laughs> My God. What do you think about that, though? I've literally seen this play out, like, and it's unfortunate, but I have literally seen this play out. So, again, there's this whole, there's this whole, like, buy into it. Like, you know, they they try to figure out what your likes are. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not saying I've done this, but example given. Okay. Say, (laughs) so, have you ever been in trouble with your wife? Yeah. Okay, good. So, you understand where I'm coming from. (laughs) My wife really loves pizza. Okay. She absolutely loves pizza. Mm-hmm. So, if ever I really want her to do something, I'll use pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, forgive me for doing some dumb shit. Like, I try to play on that sometimes. Like, all right. I know I really messed up. 
But I know if I give her pizza, I got a chance mm-hmm. at getting over this part, right? <laughs> it's not to say that we are in some type of toxic relationship. I think that our relationship is probably the most healthy mm-hmm. that probably I've ever been in because, I mean, I build her up, she builds me up, and we're great. Mm-hmm. But that's more so just the example purposes. But they'll try to play on something that they know you like, love, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's way more prevalent in African-American, African-American society because there's so much different types of trauma out there that it's easy to try to find one thing and play into it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, a lot of similarities come into, like, how you talk about the, the idol minds, the devil's playground, all this mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they'll literally try to find your weak spots and capitalize on them. Like, another thing would be, like, toxic behavior would be, you can really relate it to, like, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll say, oh, I know they like to drink. So I'm going to offer them a drink, and then ask for what I want. Yep. And that's obviously, in my opinion, extreme level of toxic behavior, because mm-hmm. for you to play on somebody's weaknesses is, like, the most belittling thing that you can ever do. And I cannot, like, associate with somebody that does that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But... You know, they look like you, they they look like us, they might dress like us, whatever it may be, but this person's a complete snake, and <laughs> you have to avoid them by any means of their nature. Yeah. Um, that's just what I thought about it. Mm-hmm. So we get into the more prevalent reason, because, I mean, the whole goal of our what we do every single day is not just to talk about mental health, but we're trying to produce some husbands out here in these streets, man. Right. Like, we're trying to do some good fathers, um, good overall guys in society. And, I mean, it's not to necessarily bash the somewhat bad behaviors, mm-hmm. but more so try to raise awareness to correct those things. Right. So, the next question was, are toxic men made or are they born that way? So when we say made, we're saying that they've experienced maybe like a, a toxic partner in a, in a relationship with them that created them from being... Or like, behavior, not even just a partner, just type behavior. Okay. I mean, maybe that person is not a toxic person, but the behaviors of that person are toxic, okay. if that makes any sense. Okay. I think, I mean, it's kind of like... A question that, that I was asked like probably like five or six years ago when I was like at a job interview, like are our leaders um produced or are they born? And I think that everyone is born to be just like a sponge, like how we talked about earlier. And they soak up the environment that's around them. And so if they're raised and born and bred around people who have whatever behavior that person has that they're like born around and raised around then that's what they become so i'm not i'm not going to say like <laughs> a baby comes out the womb and like name him toxic like like baby stewie out here right i don't think that ever happens i think i think stewie's a toxic baby so <laughs> let's, let's just put that out there Baby Stewie is very toxic. He is an asshole. I love Stewie Griffin. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Stewie Griffin is hilarious. Family guy, folks. Do your homework. Come on now. No, I, I think that, that people are, are born to be... Oh, it's candy, bro. Sorry. They are born to be human, right? They're born to like understand other people's situations. They're born to be um, the type of person that 
looks at other people's perspectives. But the thing is, is that whatever environment they're raised in, then that's what they become. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll use that as like what I think. I don't as Jung Jeezy said, what's that? Pock the my environment. <laughs> what that gives you? Pock the my environment. <laughs> Took it back to 05. Man. I had to. <laughs> I was watching a random video on Facebook uh-huh. about Def Jam or recordings, whatever. Okay. And I guess around this time, about was it eight years ago? No, it was a little more than eight years. It had to be. Okay. When did uh, Soul Survivor come out? Yeah, that had to be '05. Yeah, it was '05. Okay, so 13 years ago, got it. I was in ninth grade. That's how I remember. But yeah, and that's where I was thinking about Jeezy. He was on my brain lately. Okay. Shout out to the old Jeezy. I don't know this new guy is. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but you literally are a product of your environment. And for those that were raised in the background, like, or in like inner cities or whatever, and you, unless you have a different mindset, you literally become what you see. Mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes I hate that. And I guess I'm kind of biased because I love all types of good music. Yeah. But sometimes people become what they see on TV mm-hmm. in these videos. And like in these video games, mm-hmm. I sound like somebody's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but you need the proper. The thing is, you need the proper balance. Like you can listen to Future. Like I'm okay with you listening to Future. I hate him. You can listen to Future. Sometimes he catches up and ends up on Chance the Rapper song, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> you gotta listen to it. <laughs> right. Maybe I do need a smoke break. I don't know. Whatever. But. You know, Grand Theft Auto is another good example. If you ever played that game, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but just different toxic behaviors over time, I think you learn. I don't think that you're, like you said, born a certain way. Um, maybe you're born into a situation like that. Okay. So that's where some people get the perception of you're born, you're born to like a leader or you're born like a toxic person. Mm-hmm. Like you literally are around that. Mm-hmm. Like your parents literally had you because it was convenient for them. Not because it was the right thing to do to raise a child. Right. Or like, and it's not bashing anybody that's done these things. Mm-hmm. But it's simply just getting it out there. Like, these things happen every day in society. Right. Or like, I think one of my favorite examples on a lighter note is, I really love going back to watch the footnotes for the album 444 by Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Because so many things portrayed in those... Mm-hmm. It's just like so real, yeah. and like that's kind of the, still the environment I really hope to kind of push out here. Yeah. Is just being able to sit back and talk about what's really on your mind. It was refreshing to see that. Very, yeah. like especially thinking about relationships, mm-hmm. like dating. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite example. It goes like you gotta take her to one place to get the entree or get like the appetizer or something, and then. You gotta just throw a fit, go to the next place. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta go get the main meal. <laughs> then you gotta throw a go to the next place. Something crazy like that. And then it was like, you gotta find a dude in the alley. Mm-hmm. You gotta punch him in the face mm-hmm. and show you the man. <laughs> it was like, I'm not repeating none of that, bro. Like, right. I'm not trying to end up in like a Detroit, a Detroit police, uh, <laughs> like precinct or something. I'm not, I'm not doing that. It's yeah. crazy. But, um, but some of these things are taught. Mm-hmm. Some of these things, they don't know why they teach them. Like parents, if you will. Mm-hmm. In this case, for the fathers that raise sons. Like, 
I think it's a crazy double standard. I've been made aware of this actually recently. But you know how the difference is the different behaviors between raising a son and raising a daughter? You ever heard that analogy before? Yeah. So, like, for the fathers that have daughters, you know, treat your wife the same way you want somebody to treat your daughter. Right. But for when them boys are born, it's like, yeah, you're going to be the man yeah, all over yeah, town. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, God damn it. We messed yeah. up already. <laughs> yeah. But some of that stuff was passed down over time. Or another not favorite example, but a prevalent example is, you know, exerting force to get what you want. So it kind of talks about that toxic relationship a little bit, but like watching your father maybe like strike your mother or something. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? Because she wouldn't listen to what I'm saying because I'm the man. Like, well, maybe she legit has a point, dude. Like, you didn't have to like Chung Lear, bro. Like, what are you doing? But um, at the end of the day, I mean, these things are hater over time because they saw their parents do that or like toxic behavior like maybe disciplining your kids Mm -hmm. you gotta hit them with a switch because that's gonna teach them something like how about you actually sit down and explain Mm -hmm. what they did wrong and why it's bad that worked for some kids, but these new generation kids. See, no, 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 I'm just playing. gonna be that parent. I'm just playing. I'm not hanging around with your I, kids. I, I, I'm I, having the babysitter. Be like, look, forget everything your dad said. This is what we gonna do. I was, I was hit with, with switch by my grandmother, and I mean, I just, I took it because what else am I gonna do? But like, I understood. Like, she only had to do it one time for me to like know, like, okay, but. um like that is a behavior that like I'm starting to see was not necessary. Yeah. Because I was the type of kid that if you just told me once, like, don't do that no more, like I'll listen. Like I was like, okay, they have a reason. You're an adult. Like yeah. my my mom explained this to me when she dropped me off over here. <laughs> like this is right. your house. This is what she said. This is your space. So like see, this was... is this is how I knew I was different. <laughs> so I went down south to Alabama one time. Uh-huh. And it was a visit my auntie. Monty was married at the time. Okay. And went to go to her husband's grandmother's house. Okay. <laughs> I remember I so my grandmother, Mildred, which rest her soul, mm-hmm. she taught me all the values I needed to be successful. Okay. Not that my parents didn't, but uh-huh. she really drove it home <laughs> for me. She told me to speak my mind was right and was wrong. Uh-huh. So I'm in this house. This is Alabama, y'all. For y'all that know down south, mm-hmm. we got those bugs that look like, oh my God, why do you have a social security number, bro? Like, this <laughs> bug is huge. And I remember just being in the kitchen, like, you know, she's frying that good fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And I look in the corner, and I see a bunch of roaches. And I'm like, yo, house dirty. <laughs> and they're like, what? I was like, I don't want to stay here. Your house is there. I'm not eating this food. I'm not doing that. I want to go. I'd rather go to the corner store, mm-hmm. give me some chips, and live off that until my auntie come get me because this is not how a house is supposed to be ran. Right. And my cousin's looking at me like, bro, stop it. You messing up. Like, yeah. shh, shh. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I remember getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why am I getting in trouble? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be in this situation. Yeah. No, I'm. 
I'm speaking up. I got I got something to say. <laughs> this is trash. I don't want to be here at all. And everybody's like, Richie's just such a bad person. This and the third. He disrespected the elder. I'm like, I'm sorry. My parents and my grandmother decided to teach me how to keep a house clean. And you know those Sunday mornings I'm talking about yeah. with the music blasting. It's like the Lord made it a really good day <laughs> for you to get up and clean that bathroom, not go. Right. And I was like, you know, I, I got to go home. Mm-hmm. We got to get back to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this no more. And then my parents heard about what happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were all, you know, other people were like, oh, that's, oh he's a bad person. Parents was like, Good. Mm-hmm. We taught you something. You like, yeah. thank God it's stuck. <laughs> we do something at the wall and it's stuck. But all in all, I mean, this is kind of the same concept of you don't have to be a product of your situation. Don't use that as an excuse. Yeah. My wife preaches this to me all the time. Don't be a product of like your environment. Mm-hmm. If it's something that you truly know is not best for you, you gotta get out of it. Right. Whatever it takes. And, I mean, that's really the lesson there. So, moving on. Who teaches toxic behavior? We kind of touched on that. But toxic behavior could come from anyone. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just guys. I know I was looked at right now in the media. Man, because look here. <laughs> they coming for all the men. Have you ever seen toxic behavior by a woman? I have. Like I've, what? I've seen it, like, in many forms. So, you have the... The um the deadbeat mom who continues to have kids just to I hate oh my god go ahead sorry <laughs> I got so mad <laughs> you have you have that that deadbeat mom who has who has kids to get money from the government you have the one who um, keeps her kids from the kid's father but continues to um, take him to court for child support and you know that type of issue I need some Fendi for my for me <laughs> I need some diapers for my baby right. what movie is that. I don't know that movie. Oh, <laughs> he got game. He got game. Okay. I've seen that too, man. Yeah, he's slipping. Do your homework, Jarrell. I love Denzel too, so I feel like I disrespected him. He did. Yeah. I know he Jesus goes, showed up was, man. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Sound like a religious freak. <laughs> she was yelling out the window. That's weird. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so you have, you know, it's the ones that come to my mind are, 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 the, are the ladies who have kids and, like, don't do everything they can to put that kid's interest at the front of the situation. Right. Those are the ones that come to my mind initially. Mm. Um, what about you, though? Man, I could go all day on this, <laughs> man. You know I can. But I would say, and this kind of goes to a generational gap, mm-hmm. I think that it's anybody that's gone through toxic behavior and doesn't have the courage to stand up to it. Um, It could be generational. Mm -hmm. But it also could be just people that haven't seen much. Sometimes a toxic behavior is keeping somebody in a situation because you know if they seen better, they'll do better. If you knew better, you do better, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, and I'm not going to sit here and just bash the fellas all day. But I have seen situations where you have a guy that is so self-conscious and just not in the place where he wants to be. And he knows there's good guys out there. 
like that's been or not even saying that he's a bad guy, but there's guys that have more going on than them. So maybe it's the body type. Maybe this guy's got like the chiseled abs, or this guy's got the degree, or you know, versus their whatever job they think is less than that, or I don't know, maybe even teeth. I don't know, yeah. but the car, <laughs> the real big car. Because of your shortcomings, <laughs> we've all heard of this situation. Like, oh, he got the charger. I need one of them. I them got the he got the J's, bro. <laughs> he always got the new J's. Yeah. No more. It's cold. I can't compete with him. <laughs> she can never going outside. It's like the Ike and Tina mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of encouraging your significant other to flourish or whatever, you try to keep them sheltered, mm-hmm. and that does nothing but hinder their. The relationship, really. Yeah. And then that individual person's success. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my favorite things to do, even nowadays, is to do whatever I can to gas up my, my wife. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that she needs it, yeah. but why not do it? Yeah. Because if she feels her best, she's going to get the best, best. spouse. Yeah. And it's not just a selfish way of doing it, but that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And I expect that same thing in return. Like If I have an idea, mm-hmm. she'll, she's always a person that's like, well... One, did you think it through? Did you think about the potential outcomes? All right, blah, blah, blah. Yep. If you've done any research, I say go for it. Like, even with doing this whole project, it was like, that's what you want to do. I mean, mm-hmm. she didn't have a toxic mindset, like, well, it's going to fail. Yeah. Or, ain't like, impose their insecurities on you. Or, yeah. you know, I think that's one of those key behaviors, too, is, you know, sometimes people have these insecurities, and they'll project them right onto you because <laughs> yeah. it's something they couldn't do. And, like, I've literally watched it happen. I'm just like, if that never happened to anybody, how many doctors, lawyers, engineers, skills, tradesmen, mm-hmm. and women, et cetera, will we have in this world? How many et cetera's could we have? How many congressmen could we have? How many black presidents may we would have had? Yeah. You know, one of my favorite projections was, even though it's heaven sent, we ain't ready to see a black president. Well, guess who did that? <laughs> so, I mean, and that was the whole stigma behind having a female president mm-hmm. or a woman president. That's going to get broken, too. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like, I'm just waiting to see who's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be Oprah. Lord knows who. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe it's Cardi B. I don't know. I, but, say, I, just, I say just take Angela Bassett straight from Wakanda. Look! <laughs> look! <laughs> Look here, dude. I am here for it. Queen. <laughs> Queen, please. We need. Uh, I should, I should we have that. been watching from the mountains as you run this country in disgust. <laughs> While your first lady advancements have been managed by. And never mind. I'm not going to get into that. But. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying, god damn it. Yeah, me into it. Man. That's it. Look, I'm here for it. Uh-huh. Angela, if you're listening, look here. All you got to do is just run. We will support you like we did Black Panther. <laughs> we will support you. You can wear the same hat that yep. we all entire. <laughs> either her or Maxine Waters. I'm here for it. Yeah. Please. Auntie Maxine. Madam reclaiming my time. My God. Ooh, imagine that world, bro. I love it. <laughs> Everything be black, be black. Yeah. It's like you. having an actual auntie in the White House. Look, okay. 
Your real auntie. Yeah. Not your rich auntie. Your real auntie. Right. The one that fried chicken but still not have talked for real. Yeah. The yeah. All the cousins. And, <laughs> and will still keep you have your hair laid. Everybody got that auntie, bro. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> that one that's toxic. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we got so off track. So I guess to even wrap some of this up, one of the other things was, I guess I really want to know too, do you think that you can outgrow toxicity? Yeah, you can grow. You can outgrow um, toxicity. 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 I've been corrected. <laughs> My tongue is all jumbled. No, I said it wrong. That's all I'm saying. It's slow. But, um, Say it slow, Richard. Duh. <laughs> but recently, you lose your credibility. <laughs> I had a friend on on Facebook. Like, I don't really like no one. This is one of those we we have like the same people on the same network, and so we just added each other and like we just like like each other's posts or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he recently shared a post where um, he had like a criminal past, and so he, he was like he spent time, you know, Department of Corrections um, for like you know whatever crime he committed, and then like upon his release. He went and he got an engineering degree and now he's finishing his MBA. And it's like that's powerful. Like he was yeah. like like when, once you enter like that realm of like jail and like Department of Corrections, it's like people really write you off. People like forget about people who are behind bars. Like But then the issue I have with that is and we've seen the situation play out before. But sometimes these people didn't even do the stuff. Right. Especially in our culture. Yep. I mean, how many times have you seen somebody be guilty because they was black? Like, probably more than half. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably, like, more than 90%. Right. But, and I've even seen, even I forgot the exact instances, but we've seen situations where people have been released from prison because mm-hmm. they were found after a retrial that they didn't actually do this stuff. Yeah. And I, the thing that makes me very mad about that is it's always, like, 20 years later. You're not getting that time back. It's like, like one, I remember that one. It was a former like football player or something yeah. in college. Yep, I remember seeing that. And he got accused of raping a white woman. Yep. Got all that time. Mm-hmm. It's like an NFL top talent. Yep. And now you lost all that. Like I all would millions. have sued yeah. you yeah. for everything that your man in his tier has. I'm just saying. <laughs> Give me all that. That's crazy. But yeah, so I mean, I, I really think people can outgrow toxicity. Like even. Even friends who, like, I had in the past, like, in high school, you know, they are just all about, like, I want to smash this, I want to go out with her, like, all those type of things. And, like, now they're married, and they're, like, very much so, like, good husbands. And it's like, <laughs> this guy. <What? laughs> this guy. <laughs> Wait, time out. How in the hell did we get there? How was you, like... Never mind. I ain't gonna get into that because I mean, I'm gonna spill the tea on somebody. I don't know like what seminar they went to. I don't know what church service they. But thank to. God. Yeah, and it's like they they did a complete 180 from being like I'm just gonna be this. I'm I'm gonna live like a rapper to like you know what I'm gonna take this thing for real and I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna be a good husband. I'm gonna be a role model for the community. I'm gonna build the community by my behaviors and my correct actions. So All right. You definitely can outgrow toxicity. Mm. Toxicity. I did it. I did it. I did it. I deserve. Give me a crown. No, don't give me no crown. Um, I think it's possible. I mean, the one thing is, like any true addiction, whatever, that person has to be willing to change. Okay. 
and you have to be able to one identify that it is a problem in your life mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to change that thing um I mean this is for I mean this is for a bunch of different you can this is a really loaded thing because anything that you don't like about a situation that you consider a flaw mm-hmm. you have to one be made aware of it acknowledge it and then take your baby steps to actually like correct that thing mm-hmm. so rather it be some things like toxic behavior with finances or with your weight or mm-hmm. self-esteem or mental health or relationships or whatever that toxic thing to you is it starts to change with that change starts with you and until you actually build up the confidence and hopefully by anybody listening to this episode that if you do think as if you're dealing with a toxic situation I mean the real key is to really just say you know what today is going to be a new day I have to decide for myself I'm not going to deal with this shit no more Mm -hmm. and this is what it's going to be and so I don't know if you're going to be 10 years old and make that decision. I don't know if you're going to be 110 years old when you make that decision. But you don't have to be a certain age and figure it out for yourself. And once you see that, you change it. Take that baby step. I mean, I think that goes into the whole... uh, One of the things we kind of talked about, especially during some of our posts, is uh, one of our self-care tips. And really for anybody that's dealing with the stigma of like mental health mm-hmm. the key thing is either if you're going through it to find somebody that will listen to whatever it is just be a person that listens or be that friend that listens because that person is going through something and maybe it's a toxic situation and maybe that thing is bugging them you don't have anybody else to talk to and sometimes for that realization only thing they want you to do is just shut up and listen and if you're sitting here trying to fix it, trying to maybe try this, maybe try that, maybe they don't need any of that. Maybe they just want you to sit back, listen, and the light bulb should, because <laughs> as a culture, we have a lovely thing called facial expression. <laughs> Sometimes the light bulb will go off and it's like, you know what? Dang, that is messed up. Maybe I should fix this. And it's like, well, yeah, you know. I'm here for you to change that. You know, I don't know what I can do, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's possible. Anybody can change that situation. So, um, I definitely do think that you can grow out of a tox- toxic situation or behavior. It's just a matter of, you know, being aware, making the decision, and taking those steps moving forward. And I think the last question, I think this is very, very, uh, this is more of a controversial one. <laughs> I don't but know what possessed me to come I think we should even take this to the streets. Okay. This is the homework session. Okay. We're going to put this out on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do toxic men beget toxic women or vice versa? And we will be the first people to answer this question <laughs> from this moment. So, what do you think? Oh, you put it on me first. Hey, man, Why? look. <laughs> My idea. You're the man. <laughs> I try to be. There you go. Whatever that is. Whatever that means. <laughs> we still trying to figure it out, y'all. I'm just trying to make sure my wife happy. Look, I'm just trying to make my wife proud. <laughs> Not even my mama no more. It's just my wife. My theory is that 
toxic men beget toxic women. Why is that? And it's not that it's this way in every situation, but the way that America was built, it was the Constitution was written for by and whatever else for white men. No oh boy. Right. So, so I was supposed to go there. No, go ahead. Okay. I want you to. <laughs> so, with that in mind, it was it was written and drafted so that everything in this country was for their advantage, right? Everything was meant to benefit them. Mm-hmm. And if anything else benefited other people, that was just by accident. <laughs> that's that's what I truly believe in. And, oh, I and, believe it. And so, okay. and so from that, like I said, like from that, anything else that was written that benefits other people was by accident, right? So with them writing it with, with all their benefits, all their uh, wants and needs in mind, this is my personal belief that they didn't care anything about um, any of like women's rights, any type of uh, things that could benefit women at the time. Because at that time, women didn't have the same role in society that they have now. Women weren't thought to be teachers. They weren't thought to be, you know, professionals. The industries weren't even created at that time. Um, so, with that in mind, women were just, you know, you stay home, you cook my food take care of these kids mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so from that mindset like that's still rooted and 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 even the way that we think today at times um, that's why we have to have organizations like she Too stem right yeah. <laughs> because, because yeah. representation um for ladies and for women in certain fields and certain environments is very low if even at all is represented right so with all those things in mind, I just feel like the entire world, James Brown said it best, it's a man's world. Like everything was set up to benefit. Um, white men and European men came over here first. Anything that was left afterwards is just by accident to benefit everybody else. Yeah. That's, that's my take on it. I mean, it's definitely full circle. I'm glad you kind of took the approach we did. You know I'm going to challenge you, though. <laughs> all right. But I got to go home later. So, <laughs> but more importantly, not even just that. But I think there's a lot of truth there. I mean, I do think that, again, that's why. And and it really does all circle around around toxic behavior. Because let's think about it, historically speaking. We're going to keep beating this thing out here until y'all get this. But think about the fact that slaves weren't allowed to read and write or even try to learn how to read and write because, you know, that's the right thing to do, right? Why would you hold somebody else from learning? I mean, you don't want somebody to become better than you, do you? That's one toxic behavior right there. (laughs) Another one is, like, especially, well, I mean, why would you want to do that? Because, you know, you're supposed to just raise the kid and cook us dinner. I mean, come on, that's your role, right? Do all the chores. Because I'm a man. You ain't supposed to do stuff. I'm the man. You the woman. I make the money in this house. You don't. And that's that type of toxic behavior mm-hmm. is the reason why, again, podcasts like She Too is prevalent. Why, you know, it is okay for black people to understand why it's important to budget, spend money accurately, mm-hmm. and, you know, not be subject to being stuck in debt forever. And this toxic behavior that is the reason why you need like minority organizations and mm-hmm. the fact that black podcasts matter as well or why 
you know, really just, in my opinion, everything black mm-hmm. is thriving <laughs> the way it is now because it was basically always, you can't do this because you're black. It was like, shit, hold my drink, watch this. <laughs> you should have just saw the smile that came on your face, though. It was dope. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think at the end of the day, I mean, that's that toxic behavior really, I think overall, really helped our culture thrive and to me it's not I think to answer the full question is I think that it begets both but I think it definitely did start with you know toxic men beginning toxic women because sometimes and I don't know if you've ever seen this or not but sometimes you'll be hmm sometimes you'll interact with a person of the opposite gender and they'll treat you a certain way because of toxic behavior they experienced in the past before you. Yeah. My favorite example of that is an Usher song called His Mistakes from uh, Here I Stand album. I there we go. <laughs> That's your homework. I knew you ain't listening to that because nobody really did. See, but I'm not the only talk- one. <laughs> it's all good. I listen to a lot of the music that some people don't. Because it's quote unquote looked at or deemed as trash. Uh-huh. My wife thinks it all the time. <laughs> but legit, like, um, yeah, there we go. Trying to thought came back. But like the song, his mistakes is basically like, you know, why you treat me the way you treat me? Because I'm not him. I'm me. Mm-hmm. So stop it. <laughs> like, I'm here to actually show you this love and give you affection. I'm not here to play with your heart. I think that's actually one of our upcoming topics too. I think we should definitely talk about that. Yep. Um, or even another one by Music Soul Child. Um, I forgot the name of it. I was trying to sing the chorus like real low. I think of the songs <laughs> gonna come back. But uh, Previous Cats, there you go. I remember it. It's called Music Previous Cats. But that's another one just like it. And it just talks about like I'm not that guy. You don't have to treat me a certain way because he treats you like shit. Yeah. Like, and my favorite cliche, but sometimes it's definitely true, is I'm different. <laughs> you can actually trust me. Yeah. I'm not going to treat you like shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, I may exhibit some of the same behaviors <laughs> as the previous guy, right. but women exhibit that same behavior as well sometimes. It's perfectly humanly possible to exhibit these similar characteristics characteristics across an entire race of people because it's been passed down for generations. So somebody's going to capture these same habits. Right. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that ultimately it started with men beginning toxic women, but it's definitely reciprocated in today's society. Yeah. I mean, that's why you have, you know, we women, especially black women, speaking out the way that they're speaking out now. And sometimes they've been out you know, I'm not to say that I'm taking personal like ownership of it, mm-hmm. but as the you know, as the male gender of the black African American men species, uh-huh. um, yes, we do play a role in the reason that women exhibit toxic behavior, yep. and it's not to say me directly, but we do. Mm-hmm. So own it, yep. have to own it, mm-hmm. because until we own it, we can't change it. Acknowledging, <laughs> have to acknowledge that toxic behavior. Come on, folks. I know y'all with me somewhere. Yeah. 
But until you acknowledge it, you you keep fighting. You're never going to really get over the toxic behavior. And so, I mean, that's my 10 cents on it. So, all I have to say, what's your moral of the story, Jarrell? I think <clears throat> going forward, Men who are non-toxic have to correct the toxic behavior of men who are. I think that's something that if you if you have someone you know in your network or your inner circle who exhibits toxic behavior, you know they they may not necessarily care about their children. You know they may um, abuse women. It may be verbally. It doesn't have to be physically. Any type of abuse to women. You know thinking of them as just like throwaways and things like that. Any type of guy who exhibits behavior like that, like this, it's like we have to. It has to start somewhere. So why don't the good guys check the bad guys? You can check yourself before you write this. Like even like I remember like one time in uh, in high school, uh, it was one of my one of my friends in high school. She had this question to like the whole like group of guys. The group of guys just like chilling on the bleachers or something. He was like, I never understood. Like he he doesn't have. I think he didn't, he didn't have a sister or something like that. But he was like, I don't understand. Like, even if I did have a sister, like, why would it be bad for, like, one of my friends to date my sister? And we were all just like, because, like, you're trash and, like, the people you hang around. We didn't say this exactly. This is what we were trying to, like, communicate to them. Like, okay, we're, like, 17 years old. Like, we're trash. We have one thing in our mind. We're going to hang around other guys who have that same thing on their mind. So, basically, they're just going to be, like, trashing your sister, too. So it's like, Basically. <laughs> so it's like... We acknowledged that behavior at the time, but we didn't call it toxic behavior like 10 years ago. We right. It, we just thought, like, we had the attitude of it was the guys who do, right? boys, yeah. Yeah. And that's the way that, like, we, like, labeled it. It's like, guys will be guys. Like, I won't want my friend dating my sister because he's trash. Just like, I'm trash, so I don't need him. You know, I want a good guy to date my sister, not a bad guy. <laughs> so, it's like, basically, we identified ourselves as, like, <laughs> toxic men before the term came around. Um, but that's just something that I can remember, like, 10 years ago. Like, we knew, like, how we thought, and we didn't even think anything was wrong with it. Mm. But going forward, um, like, I don't have that same behavior anymore. But going forward, like, we have to continue to reach back to the generation that's behind us, those high schoolers, those, those young men who are coming up and make sure that they understand the behaviors, even if they're not exhibiting them the way you think it still lead you to that behavior if you don't correct it. So. Mm. I think you definitely made a good point. I just want to add to it. Okay. Because I remember Detroit's previous major, major yeah, Detroit's previous mayor, Dennis Archer, gave me his advice as a college senior. He said, don't reach back until you can actually help yourself first. Okay. And it's not to say that I'm a toxic person. But I will say that at least one time in my life, I had toxic behavior mm-hmm. either exhibited onto me right. or projected onto me or I actually exhibited it myself. And so I guess the moral of the story is be aware of toxicity. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but be aware, be cognizant of it because, I mean, yes, it's one thing to point the finger and say other people are toxic. Or exhibit those behaviors or in those relationships, but it's another thing to always look at yourself first in the mirror and make sure that the message you're about to portray to somebody 
is the exact same person that you want to be yourself. Why are you looking at me like that? Not even you. I'm not even coming at you, bro. I don't want you to think I'm coming at you. Yeah, but look at, it, look at your soul. I'm coming to get you. Come with me. No, but I do think at the end of the day that it is important to make sure that I'm not going to tell. This was on my, what was it? And this is kind of that toxic behavior too. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where the whole thing comes from. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, be cognizant or at least practice. Don't be perfect because nobody is. Mm-hmm. But because you're going to step on eggshells eventually. But, you know, practice those good behaviors. I mean, preach it to the mountaintop, if you will, but understand that somebody's watching everything you do. And sometimes they're gonna capture. They're gonna capture it and internalize it as what's supposed to be the norm. So be cognizant of everything that you do as a person, because sometimes you can project that on other people just by simply showing it and not telling it. So I think that's really my moral of the whole thing is, you know, you are what you say you are, and be that. Boom. I'm not gonna go Lupe. I'm not gonna bust on Lupe. Start kicking and pushing around the office. Look, you gonna get a lot of that with me. Just deal with it. I know you do. I know. You, I knew. You, I knew you could appreciate that of anybody. Being the musical Nazi you are, like I don't know this, but I'm about to give you these bars though. So, I think that. uh so yeah, I definitely want to hear what you guys think. Um, y'all homework. I'm, I haven't given out homework in a minute. It's been at least like three episodes. Eh, it's been like ten. Anyway, <laughs> do you think that toxic men beget toxic women or vice versa? Yeah. We want to know what you guys think. Want to know? The people want to know. People want to know. People need to Come know. on. I want to know. Come on. <laughs> Chip Schmidt wants to know. <laughs> Chip Schmidt ain't got no reason. Is he toxic, too? Yeah, I was about to say that. Toxic mindset. <laughs> anyway, um, I definitely want to know what you guys think about that. So, um, with that, I mean, we'll be putting it on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And you can definitely hit us up. If you don't want everybody to see your comments, it's fine. You can hit us up at mentalmatterspodcast at gmail.com with your responses. And let's share that discussion as actually have it with the world. So, with that, um, we will segue into shout-outs. And before we continue, I have to make sure that I do this part right because I messed this up before. I said I was going to correct it because... That's what I do. I correct my mistakes. So, last week and still this week, I am proud to announce that we are, yes, we're all about basically, you know, making sure that you produce your best mental self as possible. And I also like to just shout out to any (laughs) nouns, if you will, that project that. So, the whole... This week's one of my favorite shout outs is going to be to the Dream Incentive. I think I made that mistake last week of saying it wrong, but it's all good. It's all love. Um, So ultimately, the Dream Incentive is 
here to provide a safe space for you young individuals seeking self-discovery self-love and self-care providing coaches and to individuals that wish to sort through what may be hindering them from defining themselves discovering their voices and purpose and pursuing their passions and so yeah all in all i mean i love everything they're about as well as you know providing services and resources that strengthen individuals mentally spiritually emotionally and physically i think that's really what it's all about becoming well-rounded individuals um i just love when people do stuff like that because it shows that you're not just about self you're looking back to help the community and you know sometimes we don't know it's okay to kind of it's okay to not be a subject matter expert but to kind of create that space so that y'all can figure it out together i mean it's sort of what we're about anyway Um, far as Mental Matters Podcast is concerned, we want to make sure that we're encompassing a generation of, you know, healthy men, whether that be physically, mentally, spiritually, and or psychologically so, um, and even financially too. I mean, we want to make sure that you're uh, not getting the latest J's because they're cold and blowing your rent money on them. <laughs> so, you know, that's my biggest shout out to the Dreamers since they are dope and they do what they do. So, um, excited to announce we are partnering with them to, you know, just do some other things in the future. Other things. Other things. Other things. <laughs> so, yeah. That's my shout-out for the week. Who you got? I got a shout-out for... Shout-out! <laughs> an organization called Mad for Success. Okay. And so, they're empowering uh, students in Metro Detroit, ages 10 and up, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, just letting them learn the fundamentals of mathematics because, you know, it's very important that uh, we grow up in a world where children understand mathematics because it doesn't only just, it's not just about numbers. You know, it's about actually thinking through and problem solving. That That's one of the skills that math gives you um, once you, like, learn the, the core values of it. So um, Math for Success is an organization where they offer tutoring and SAT prep, ACT prep for uh, students in Metro Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. You can reach them at www.mathforsuccess.org so that's M-A-T-H the number four S-U-C-C-E-S-S dot org um, you can go on the website view their schedule of when they actually offer tutoring and how you can get in contact with some of their tutors so that's my shout out they're actually doing an SAT prep course that started I believe like July 14th <laughs> I sent the info to Rich <laughs> like a week late and you let me know it's like, okay. man, this, this already started. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I know this is not going to be the last time they're doing this. So, yeah. um, all these links will definitely be in our uh, bio. Um, we I created a nice little fun, easy link so you can <laughs> click one spot and find all this information. So I'll make sure that we update it regularly so you guys can get these resources and mm-hmm. you know get your brain right. So, yes. <laughs> So, yes. I don't know. <laughs> so, spill it. Yes. What is, what is really on your brain, bro? Like, uh, you know how to spill it this time? Usually? I, well, you know, I, I always do, but uh, I want to see what you got first. My, my spill it for episode. So, I don't have to mess with Jarrell again because, you know, he gets down and gritty. Uh, my spill it for episode 13 is your expectations take time. What does so, that even mean? So... I have friends and, and a lot of family where I think we spoke about it before. They try to place their expectations on you, and with expectations come, you know, 
timing. Like, when are you, oh, you guys got married. When are you going to have a kid? Oh, when my you, God. When are you going to let me come over to your house? You know, when are you going to. So annoying. When are you going to go get that master's degree? And that's it. Never, but. <laughs> right. I'm not here for this, Grandpa. Leave but, me alone. But, I mean, like, a lot of us, they label us millennials, but they, I don't like that word because it has a negative connotation. Um, but they label us that. What they don't understand is that things are different than they were 50 years ago. Look. Like, I can't go get a Cadillac for 6600 bucks <laughs> because if I could, then I probably would have one. <laughs> but um, homes aren't as uh, affordable as they used to be. You know, the world has entirely changed. I can't, you can't uh, work and go to school and have your school paid off by the time that you're done with it. Like, I hear guys that work, like, that have been working for, like, 30 or 40 years, like, hey, I've been, I've been to school. I worked and went to school at the same time. I'm like, okay, like, credit hours then are probably, like, five bucks a credit hour and not, like, 800 bucks a credit hour. It's a difference, man, so. Um, but with that, though, it's just that we put so much, our generation puts so much uh, pressure, I think, on ourselves that we need to be able to, you know, step away sometimes from the situations that we're in. You know, whether it's you're going to get an advanced degree, whether you're starting a family, whether you're starting an organization for the community, just know that all of your labor is not in vain. Mm-hmm. You know, while you're there, just step back and like smell the roses, look around, and like see that what you started um, is not something that's going to fail. It has to go through a process, and right. the only thing that can make you fail is if you stop doing it. So you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, <laughs> right? So. That's just my spoiler for this week. Your expectations take time. Just just keep putting in the time. They said success is uh, achieved after 10,000 hours, right? So. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the thing he is is that if we combine efforts, let's say you get like 10,000 people, everybody does one hour. So it's, that's, that could be one kind That's of one way to look at it because I was saying, like, how many hours have I put in? Because, <laughs> my God, I'm failing miserably yeah. on everything. If you combine efforts, then everyone else's time goes into it. So That's fair. I'll keep it short, simple, and sweet. Um, I, I guess ultimately the best way to say this is I'll try to think of a catchy way to put it, but I'm not you. Not you. Like yeah. you right here in front of me. I got it. But I'm not you. Stop giving me your garbage. Like, mm-hmm. I absolutely hate it. And I've seen this recently. I absolutely hate it when people try to project their insecurities onto me. I'm like, I'm not you. Mm-hmm. So what if I fail? Uh-huh. I'm not going to give up like you gave up. Right. Or I think that's more of a millennial mindset now I think about it. Uh-huh. But I'm willing to give it my 110% and fail at it. Yeah. Instead of listening to you say, well, you shouldn't do that because it's going to fail. Right. I'm like, bro, I don't, I'm not you. Maybe I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you sitting there on the sidelines like, dang. I wish I coulda, woulda. That's your coulda, woulda. I don't care about your coulda, woulda. This is what I'm going to do my best life and live it. Mm-hmm. All the chance at that. But um, that's just it. I mean, don't let anybody project their insecurities on you because at the end of the day, like, they not you. So that's to anybody that has a great idea. Uh. You know, you definitely want to surround yourself with people that not necessarily are yes men or yes women or yes people, but you want people that nurture your creative spirit. You want people that nurture 
the person that you are just because you are who you are. You don't want people that, you know, let you go out <laughs> just looking or smelling or look or just being any type of person. Mm-hmm. You want somebody that nurtures your best self. That be that with that being choosing your spouse, choosing your friends. I always heard, and I think it was Will Smith or something that said it was, you're a product of the top five people that you surround yourself with. That's basically your ecosystem. And in order for you to live your best life, your ecosystem must be basically where you envision yourself that you want to be at. Successful, whatever it may be, at whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you have multiple ecosystems and different spaces of things that you want to improve about yourself, that's fine. Like, I have one for mental health. I have one for financial peace. I have one for um, basically really dope engineering friends. Like, I have all that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's okay to quote unquote either outgrow or distance yourself from those circles. But you gotta do what's best for you. And don't let anybody who's not achieving the level of success that you want to be at hold you back from that by projecting that onto you. So... That's that. That's how we go. We're going to leave that right there. Yeah. So, anything before we check out of here, man? I mean, I'm doing all right. I think I posted a video. Yeah, I got a lot of love in that video about me fertilizing. Man. <laughs> Actually, it was Weeby Gone. I wasn't even fertilizing. I was spraying Weeby Gone on the ground. Like, Look at this boy. He is <laughs> taking care of this grass. I can't be mad because I'm going to be that same person like, <laughs> I got my sandals on. Yeah. We are doing this. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. That was funny. That's good. I think I got to go back at it. This week. I'm about to say tonight? No, it's not happening. No, nah, it's not happening tonight. No. Not <laughs> don't do that tonight. We're going to be like, this is I'm going to bed. I don't know what the hell is wrong with this man. Yeah. Put the trash out on the curb before I came to record. So that's, there you that's go. already done. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Take care of the house, man. Got to. Don't let it take care of you. Yeah. Because that boy will be abandoned. Yeah, that just means more problems. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And honey, do. They don't really like that. Huh? They don't really like that, from what I hear. No. Yeah. No, not don't, at all. Don't say happy wife, happy life. That means that you make it seem like I'm, you know. <laughs> I always put it out there. Uh-huh. The happy wife, happy life, terms and conditions apply. Okay. That's a gem. Y'all keep that. Y'all write that, that down. Because if you ain't happy for yourself, I don't give a damn about how she feels. Yeah, you gotta put that on a t-shirt, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Get that shirt for next summer. We're it's gonna, going down. We're, we're gonna start the uh, the spreadsheet. We have all the t-shirts. Look, we got a whole <laughs> line, bro. Like my god, I'm serious. I know you're serious. <laughs> serious too, goddamn it. Anyway, I hope you guys learned something. Hope that you took this time to listen all the way to this point because if you did my god you heard us rambling thank you yep. <laughs> and me saying toxicity there you go <laughs> saying toxicity there you see there you go again time to go to sleep toxicity correctly so um we love you guys we thank you for listening and we look to bring you more dope stuff in the future because i don't want to bore y'all with bad stuff <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gone. We out. Good night.